Hey guys, so yeah, I've got about 69 minutes uh, to go before I clock in and of course the reason I haven't done any videos in between then is because one, as like yesterday, you guys got some videos already uh, presented to you uh, that I uh, uploaded to YouTube but didn't set, you know, completely to uh, premiere until this morning. Uh, the other reason too is I've been just, you know, biding my time, relaxing, you know, doing my own thing, if you will. But, um, but yeah, you know, that that's about it. And of course, uh, mainly because of the fact that, you know, as I mentioned in the video yesterday, you know, I don't trust the bus system when it comes to the 1130 bus from Patterson to Turlock because of the fact that it would take off before, you know, any, any of the other buses potentially would get there with passengers that would need to transfer over, if you know what I mean. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. What I'm here to talk about is an event that happens tomorrow. And that event I'm here to talk about is the Royal Rumble. And it's going to be emanating from the Alamo Dome once again. I think it's like the third time in what? Oh, well, not third time, but the second time in what? About four years, three years, I think. Um, if you discount the pandemic and everything so about the third fourth time in almost you know four or five years it's going to be emanating from there and um, you know obviously it's close to a sellout it's not totally sold out now then the only matches that are advertised so far you know as, as far as we know I mean that could all change tonight is the pitch black match the Mountain Dew pitch black match uh, the Universal Championship match, the Undisputed Universal title match, the Raw Women's Championship match, and then, of course, the men and women's Royal Rumble matches. Like I said, things get, things get changed and get added, you know, as of tonight. We know that they're doing something, obviously, on SmackDown with Sonya Deville and Charlotte. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they add that match at, uh, to the equation um, and take Sonya... Um, out of the, um, you know, out of the rumble, so that be that might be something that they do. Again, not really saying that's going to happen, but yeah, pretty much that's all that's advertised for uh, tonight. I mean, for not tonight, but for tomorrow night uh, at the Royal Rumble. Now, for me, unfortunately, I won't be able to get to see the rumble because, well, I will see the rumble. It's just that I'll be working for like the start of it and everything and you know I have to um, hold on for a sec I have to basically get a ride home via lift you know just so I can uh, you know probably watch the rest you know when I get home if not watching on replay or whatever um, so yeah you know I'm basically going to be missing it unless of course I watch it on my phone and I have to get some time to do that I'll probably get some time tomorrow I want to add up, you know, my financially my money so I can make sure whatever option I get time-wise will let me do that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, those are the matches that are going to be happening right now that are advertised for tomorrow. But who's going to be going over? Who's going to be winning the match? That's the question. Well, I think we can start off with the most advertised match they got going. In fact, it was the first match officially that was announced. 
and that is the pitch black match between Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight. Uh, no one really has a clue of what this is. Uh, we do know that it's sponsored by Mountain Dew, and it's named after them. You know, mainly named after the pitch black soda they got out. But nobody really knows what it is. Nobody knows if it's a lights out match, you know, where anything goes, and WWE has no responsibility for what happens. They don't know if it's a blindfold match, you know, they don't know what it could be. They don't know what it could be. But we, I could tell you this, I think we can all count on one thing. Uh, when it comes to these kind of matches involving Bray Wyatt, the creativity is off the charts. It really is. I mean, if we go back into the WrestleMania, that pandemic WrestleMania, if you will, and the Firefly Funhouse match you had with John Cena, and you saw creativity there, then, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind, honestly, that what we're going to get here will be, you know, probably just as interesting, if not more interesting and intriguing. The only thing is, when they did the Firefly Funhouse match, you know, at WrestleMania a couple of years ago, uh, basically, they kind of did that in a cinematic way because of the fact that, well, one, it was the pandemic, and, you know, you know, they needed to get creative somehow with some of these matches. They needed to get creative in a way than what they had originally planned. I mean, basically, when they did... When they announced Bray and John from Mania, um, and they were going to go that route, they probably had, you know, the plans they probably had was to involve the entire arena. You know, the back, you know, the backstage area, you know, uh, in front of the crowd and all that. That's probably what they had planned, but because of the COVID, they had to switch that up. They had to switch that up. They had to alternate it. So... You know, so basically, you know, if the pitch black match is similar to that in some aspects, then I can definitely tell you we might get some cinematicness in it. We might get some cinematicness, you know, in the in the match and all that. Maybe when they go backstage, if they go backstage or again, it could just be, you know, WWE's answer to, um, you know, a lights out match. Basically, like it's pitch Basically, it's pitch black. It's code wood for, you know, let them loose. You know, let them loose. Let you know, let them do whatever they got to do. So, that that's how I look at it. That's how I view it. But who goes over in this match is the question. Well, when you look at, you know, when you look at the participants here, obviously you don't want Bray Wyatt to lose his first televised singles match uh, since he's been back. You don't want that to happen. But also, you don't want L.A. Knight, you know, to be pushed down the ladder too much, especially if you're featuring him alongside the likes of an Undertaker and such, uh, like you, like they did on Raw as 30. So to me, you know, so to me, you know, it's kind of a toss-up, almost a toss-up. But if I have to give the slight edge to anybody, I'm going to give it to Bray Wyatt. I'm going to give it to Bray Wyatt uh, to win. Because it's a match tailor-made for him. And as far as we know, with a few exceptions, that being the, uh, the, Firefly, the Firefly match, the fire match, he had Randy Orton 
and then the match at uh, the the match he had at Mania, with those being the only exceptions, um, I could see Bray Wyatt winning this one because the last time, like I said, he won something that was named, you know, tailor made for him, if you will, uh, in a in a way, it was the Firefly Funhouse match against John Cena. So I'm going to go with him going over L.A. Knight just slightly, just slightly giving him the edge there. Now, as far as the Raw Women's Championship match between Bianca and Alexa Bliss, that one's kind of a toss-up, too, because, you know, obviously they're pushing Alexa, you know, with her, you know, basically pushing her because of her ties, storyline-wise, with Bray Wyatt and, and Uncle Howdy and everything. And obviously she's trying to present herself as the, the true ultimate evil, like she's the one that runs everything and all that. You know, despite what others may say. Um, so, this match is kind of in that toss-up category. It really is. But, but, I think Bianca is going to win. I think they've invested too much in Bianca right now for have, to have her drop the title to Alexis. Or into Alexa, I should say. I think they've invested too much in her. And I think Bianca is going to retain. Because I think what they want to do is they want to build to her and Rhea Ripley eventually, maybe at WrestleMania. So I'm going, I'm going to go with Bianca on this. But if they put it on Alexa Bliss, then I think it's going to, only going to be like a month-long run to at least Elimination Chamber, and then she'll drop it back to Bianca in a one-on-one match or an Elimination Chamber match. You know, that's, why I, that's what I see happening. But um, honestly, i got to go with Bianca, you know, because, you know, obviously... Like I said, they're pushing, you know, they're pushing it like, you know, Alexis is, Alexa is going to be the champ and all that. She's going to dominate. But what I see happening is I see Alexa Bliss being exposed. Because if you, if you haven't really noticed it or anything, it's almost like there is remnants, if you will. Uh, remnants, as I check the time here. I got about 59 minutes to go. Uh, before I clock in, that is. But if you, you know, if you haven't noticed like I have... And I watched Raw as 30, and I saw her promo after uh, Bianca's match, and everything, excuse me there, and, and the way she was presenting it, and to me, I noticed something, and I kind of noticed it by watching highlights and everything in the weeks prior, what I'm noticing, and I think this will play a factor in her uh, losing, uh, you, know, you know, basically the match, I think what I think what's going to happen storyline-wise is she's going to get exposed. Like I said, she's going to get exposed, and it's going to be revealed that she's not reverted back to her, you know, little Lily version of Alexa Bliss and all that that was under Bray Wyatt's spell or anything like that. But in fact, she had reverted back to the goddess. That's what I think is going to happen. I think it's going to get revealed. That she's reverted back to the goddess Alexa Bliss, you know, and she's just using the momentum that Bray Wyatt, Uncle Howdy, the Firefly Funhouse and all that are having right now to basically make it seem like, you know, she still has ties to them to throw everybody off. But in reality, you know, she's just gone back to being the goddess again because obviously that suits her better when she's a heel, you know, thinking she's better... Than, than everyone else. So, you know, I think that's what's going to happen. I think she's going to get, 
You know, I think she's going to lose to Bianca unless they do decide to put her over, and I think it'll only be a month-long reign before she drops it back to Bianca uh, at Elimination Chamber, either in the chamber or one-on-one. But yeah, I'm going to go with Bianca, and I think in the process, Alexa Bliss is going to get exposed that in reality, yes, she has, or storyline-wise, that yes, she has reverted back, but she's reverted back to the goddess. That's what I see happening. All right, so we get to the undisputed uh, Universal Championship match between Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. This one, you know, you would think, you know, is obvious. You know, Roman Reigns is going to win and everything. And there's no doubt he will. But I think, I think what they may do is something very unique. They might do something very unique. And what I'm saying by very unique... I think what they might end up doing, uh, if they want to split the titles like it's being rumored, is they might cause a double pit. Like, Sammy, he's got to prove his loyalty, right? He's either got to prove he's with the bloodline, or he's just been exactly what Roman and, Roman and Paul Heyman felt he's always been. You know, a spy. You know, uh, a mole, if you will. You know, a conspirer, a conspirer, sir, a conspirer, sir. Easy for me to say. A conspirer. A conspiracy with uh, Kevin Owens. Um, so, what I could see happening, if they want to go this route because of those rumors of wanting to split the titles, I could see them doing a double pin with Sami Zayn, trying to prove his loyalty by you know attacking Kevin Owens. But in fact, he actually ends up attacking Roman Reigns, or he's gonna basically, or if they still continue to extend the storyline for at least another week he they're gonna have it look like he's gonna hit kevin owens but then owens will duck and then he'll hit reigns and then when he tries to rectify that you know he'll end up hitting owens but what happened is that reigns will still be down and owens will fall on top of him you know basically you know uh, yeah basically Basically, well, he won't fall on top of him, but he'll basically fall right next to him. Both the arms will be on top of each other, you know, somehow, and the referee will go with the double pin. That's what I think is going to happen. And then I could see Adam Pierce coming out, maybe with Triple H, and saying, you know, both men won the match. It's a, it's a draw. But instead of allowing Roman to keep both belts, they're going to reward one of the belts to Kevin. They're going to probably reward the WWE title to Kevin. So I could see them doing that. As complex as that may, you know, sound, or as I made it sound. But I can see him doing that. But more than likely, I'm going to go with Roman Reigns winning. I think, you know, Reigns is going to retain. I think Sammy will try to interfere in the match to prove his loyalty. And what will happen is, yeah, he'll probably hit Reigns by accident with, someone, with something. But, you know, while this is happening, I think what will occur is you'll have Solo come out and attack Owens to play off the match that's going to happen tonight, continuously play off that. And then Reigns basically will, um, you know, stagger a little, you know, will stagger a little, you know, stagger to his feet, see that, you know, Owens is, you know, out of it, hit him with a spear and get the one, two, three. Or lock in his uh, rear naked chokehold, hold, if you will, for the submission if you will. So I see Reigns winning, but I see it being done with him being, you know, accidentally hit by Sammy 
you know, by something or attacked by Sammy by accident. And then Solo coming in to kind of clean up the situation by helping, um, by helping Reigns out with, you know, attacking Owens while Reigns is down and the referee might be attending to, to Reigns or trying to get Sammy out of there or something. And then, like I said, Solo's going to play a part. So I'm going to go with Reigns, and I, but I don't see it as a clean win. I see it as, you know, almost losing, but then, you know, he's going to bring in his backup plan, which is Solo, to help him finish the job, even if he's not like in the condition right away to do it. But I'm going to go with Reigns to win. All right, so let's get to the women's Royal Rumble match now. We know that certain. We know that they have a list of ladies already um, announced uh, for it. Uh, but the question is, who's going to win? Well, I think the obvious favorite right now is Rhea Ripley, because uh, excuse me, because we've had Charlotte win it. We've had Becky win it. We've had Oscar win it, and we've had Bianca win it. And recently, it's always come down to. Charlotte and someone like Rhea or Bianca and Rhea. So I think third in those in just recent years. So I think this is Rhea's time. I think Rhea is the most built up member of the Judgment Day right now. It's obvious that they have a lot. WWE right now, the current uh, creative management of WWE has a lot invested in her um, as a pseudo as a pseudo leader of the Judgment Day. So I'm definitely going to go with Rhea Ripley to win. But outside of those already announced, who do I see also showing up for the Royal Rumble? Are they going to call upon legends and all that like they've done before? Well, apparently, according to reports, when it comes to both the men's and the women's, WWE right now, under Triple H, wants to go a non-traditional route. And what that means is, yes, they will call upon some legends, possibly, to fill some slots in both the women's and the men's. But there's a good chance, um, if you will, that they might even bring on one-offs. You know, in other words, wrestlers, men and women, you know, wrestlers from other promotions you know, who are, or who had been recently part of other promotions to compete in the event. And as far as the women go, I could definitely see the IWGP cha women's champion Kyrie, Kyrie Sane of WWE coming in. I could see her coming in and being part of this you know so that would be a huge surprise a huge feather you know in WWE's cap to get her to come back for this long shot wise I could see them getting Mercedes but I don't you know but I don't think she would come in as Sasha I think she'll come in as the CEO Mercedes Monet and I think they may even play up on that saying that she's accomplished so much in WWE as Sasha Banks then now she wants to you know conquer the world she wants to you know conquer the international um circuit you know as the ceo mercedes monet i can see them playing up on that even were even being allowed to acknowledge that so i can it, it's a long shot but i can see them bringing in mercedes at least for one last appearance before letting her do her thing i could see that i could see that I could see them calling upon Impact to say, hey, can we have Mickey James again? And they might give it to her just to, you know, tie into her last rodeo deal. I could see that. Um, I could definitely see the return of Chelsea Green in this match. So that's something to look to, forward to. Um, I could see, 
obviously we're going to see the return of Dewdrop. Maybe she'll come back as, Piper, as the Viper Piping Niven. So that's something to look forward to. Um, who else do I think they could get? Um, you know, that's a good question. I think, you know, they got back Santana Garrett, I think, right? They got Santana back, Santana Garrett. I could see her coming back in. I could see her coming in. Um, maybe they might get Impact to give them a two-for-one, and, and instead of just Mickey, they also get Deanna. Maybe they get Deanna Perrazzo. That would be something. You know, the, 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 the list is, the list, I think, is kind of endless when it comes to the women. I could see them reaching into NXT as well and bringing some women there, like Zoe Stark. I could see, I could see the women's tag team champions, you know, coming in, you know, and be part of this. Um, what else? I could see the NXT women's champion be part of this. You know, I could also see Toxic Attraction, because if there's one thing Triple H likes to do, is he likes to integrate storylines from, you know, all the brands. He likes to kind of connect them, especially if it's to give more focus on, let's say, a brand like NXT, I could see him bringing in Toxic Attraction and Roxanne, putting them in the Rumble, and having them continue the feud there, you know, maybe have them eliminate each other or something, something along those lines, and then try to finish the story off at Vengeance Day. I could see that. Um, you know, like I said, I could see someone like Zoe Stark coming in, Roxanne coming in, Indy Hartwell I could see coming in. Um, as well, um, who else? Oh, this this will be one that I, you, here, here's what I'm thinking. You want to get somebody's ire up, even if you're someone like Triple H, and you want to put focus on NXT talent. Lash Legend. I would not be surprised if he brings in Lash Legend. You know, to be part of this. You want to get someone's ire up? That will get JD's ire up. Promise you that. Um. But yeah, I could see them doing that. And um, I can see, uh, I, I can see, what's her name, uh, uh, Wendy Chu, yeah, Wendy Chu coming in, being part of this, Zaya Lee, obviously, is going to be part of this, she's already on the main roster, Asuka is going to make her return, but it's going to be the alternate Asuka, it's going to be Doc Asuka, Kana, I could see her coming in, and I could see her probably coming in when Rhea's in there. And that would really throw people off. Like, okay, who are they going to go with now? Is it going to be Rhea or Kana or Dark Oscar? What's it going to be? So I could see that. You know, that's obvious. Um, I'd be surprised. You know what? I'll, I'll even say I'm not going to put it past it because they need women. I'll say SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. And why? Because Charlotte, obviously being presented as a babyface, in my opinion, they teased it out Raw Sturdy. She would probably like the opportunity to say, hey, why don't me and Bianca get it on at WrestleMania and unify our belts and get one singles women's champion? That could be something they do. So I'm not going to put it past them. Um, um, what else do I see? Uh, I'm trying to think. You know, again, the list is there. There's a list of people and everything, and they could touch upon other companies as well. So it's going to be interesting what they do. Again, I could see legends like Lita coming in, maybe uh, Alondra Blaze, Medusa coming in, and all that. So I could see that happening and everything. So I'm definitely going to say that despite all those coming in, I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley, in my opinion, my opinion, it's her time. 
it's her time. Third time's a charm, it's her time. But if Asuka comes back as the Kana character, Dark Asuka, then that's going to be a toss-up. But I'm going to go with Rhea to win this match for the women. Be, basically be this year's 2023 Women's Royal Rumble winner. Alright, so for the men, again, just like with the women, they plan to go the non-traditional route where, yes, they will call upon legends, but they'll also call upon people that, you know, don't, are not necessarily signed to WWE, might be, might be currently signed or on the way out with other companies. You know, so the men's are more open, more of an open field for those kind of things to happen. But, who do I think could show up? Well, I think with the recent partnership, well, I wouldn't say partnership, but with the recent um, working relationship that they had with New Japan, I could see some New Japan talent coming in. I could see, um, honestly, this is my opinion, even though he's still under contract with them for another month, I could see what everybody's predicting, Switchblade, Jay White coming in. And what's interesting about that is Jay White, when you get down to it, and they could play this up, or even Jay could play this up, he would be the only wrestler, the only wrestler to compete within a year's time, or less than a year's time, to compete for New Japan, Impact Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling, and now WWE. Yeah, you heard me. New Japan, Impact Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling, in, and now WWE. That is a momentous, that is momentous right there. So yeah, I could see that happening. I could see Jay White being part of this, you know, and thus, in a way, he would make history by competing for some of the biggest promotions out there within the span of a year or less. And they should tout that, in my opinion. Um, I could maybe see them, you know, even though it would be a one-off appearance and everything, and because he said he would never go outside, of, never sign with anybody outside of New Japan, I could see them bringing in Koshiska, Koshiska Okada. I could see Okada coming in for an appearance. I could see that. Obviously, I think everybody is looking at the fact that you got to have Kenji, Kenji Moto, or Muta, Kenji Moto, the great Muta, uh, make an appearance. So obviously, I think that's going to happen. Because even though they said he's wrestled his last singles and tag match as the great Muta, I think the Rumble match will be an exception. Be, basically, you could, they could build it as this is his last Battle Royal-like appearance in a match. So I can see Kenji Moto, uh, great Muta being in there. I could see them bringing in, oh my god, can you imagine what, ha what would happen, the, the way the reaction would be. You have, let's say, Gunther in there, right? Imagine what would happen if Gunther's, Gunther's standing in there, and all of a sudden you hear, all of a sudden you hear uh, Suzuki's music hits. Minoru Suzuki's music hit. Oh my goodness, that would be a moment. That would be a moment. So I wouldn't be surprised if they can get Suzuki. Suzuki's kind of like a free agent. So I can see them saying, hey, you want to be part of this? You know, you're not going to win, but we want to show that, hey, we're willing to work with anybody, bring in anybody, even for a one-off. Sure, and, and to get a good payday out of that, I'm sure Suzuki would do it. I really do. So I can see Suzuki being part of this. You know, um, you know, who else? Who else besides White, Muda? 
Okada and Suzuki. You know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to go with the Gorillas of Destiny. I'm going to say both, both Gorillas of Destiny, Tonga and Tama Tonga and Tonga and, 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 and Tonga Tonga Neo. Um, I, get, I, can't, I can't remember his name. Basically, the guy that used to be, I think, Camacho, or Camacho in WWE. I could see them showing up in the match. I could see that. And if you have the good brothers in there, when they show up, yeah, that's going to blow the roof off. I don't think anybody would deny that. That would blow the roof off. Excuse me for a second, guy. Sorry, I have to charge the battery. <laughs> it's dying here. But anyway, the roof would blow off that moment happens. Now, of course, you're going to have some NXT call-ups as well, like Garrison Waller is going to show up. Braun Breaker is going to show up. Apollo Crews will make his return to the main roster uh, as well. So I definitely see them showing up. I see the Creed brothers showing up as well uh, to fill out uh, the roster. Uh, Legend-wise, I don't know if we'll get any legends. I think the best option would be X-Pac because he's been you know, wanting to do it. So I think X-Pac... And most definitely, it's going to be in Texas. I would go with Booker T. So X-Pac and Booker T, I think, would be the most likely legends to pop in there. But who wins it? Who wins the match later? You know, oh, not later, but at the end. Who, who's the 2023 Royal Rumble winner going on to main event WrestleMania against the champ? Well, that's what's interesting. I mean, everybody pretty much can see it's going to be Cody. But right now, you got this... You got all this support swelling up or has been swelling up for months and months you know uh, for Sami Zayn since he's joined the bloodline people are making comparisons to it or making comparisons of it I should say to the Daniel Bryan yes movement from t uh, 2014 so you know right now so right now it seems that it's kind of you know causing WWE to have to change things around like are they going to talk to Cody and say, Cody, you're still going to get your moment. It's just not going to be courtesy of the Rumble. You know, you know, you know are they telling them, hey, it's got to, we've got to give it to Sammy? We don't know. You, know. you know, because what I fear is going to happen, even though it's in his home state, or at least his father's home state of Texas, I've got a feeling that although he'll get a massive reaction, he's going to get booed if he wins. He's going to get booed. I, I, I feel that. And it's going to be no fault of his own. He's just coming back at a time where, basically, you have Sami Zayn at the hottest you know, moment of his career. So it's going to make things complicated. Uh, it's kind of like with Batista. When Batista came back, obviously they wanted to build him up as a babyface. He was going to go on to WrestleMania and challenge Randy Orton for the title. But his return and his booking to win that Rumble came at a time where, basically, Daniel Bryan... And the Yes Movement was huge all across the board. And he just became an unfortunate victim of that. So, you know, the question is, you know, does WWE repeat the mistake they made in 2014 with Batista winning? You know, do they make that same mistake with Cody being the one that wins and unfortunately being booed, you know, no fault of his own? Or do they make the right decision and go with Sammy? Or maybe, just, just to throw it out there, do they do something that they rarely do? Do they do, you know, a double elimination? 
You know, just like they've done with Lex Luger and Bret Hart and John Cena and Batista. Do they do it a third time? But just like with Bret Hart and Lex Luger, they say, hey, both you guys are winners. You're both co-winners of the Rumble. You'll both get your shots on individual nights. Like, they, if they do that, let's say Cody Rhodes gets his shot on Saturday or Sunday, and Sammy gets his shot on a Saturday. It's, you know, that's one way they could do it. Again, it would be the third time they've done it, but this time, logically, you know, storyline-wise, it would make sense. It'd make a lot of sense because these are both people, both wrestlers, superstars that people want to see become champion. And if you have them both eliminate each other and as a result be declared co-champions, then, you know, and then, you know, as a, as a result of that, they end up, you know, both competing for the title on individual nights. That works out, especially if you can't get The Rock to come in. So it's going to, it's going to be really interesting to see how they approach this right now, because right now they're in a predicament that seems very familiar, very similar to what they dealt with in 2014. It really does. So hopefully they'll make the right decision. But if I was a betting man, unfortunately, and I think Cody, hopefully Cody Rhodes is aware of this. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's prepared for it. I'm sure he's even talked to them about the possibility. I got to go with Cody. Cody is going to be the one that wins, rock or no rock. You know, he's going to be the one that wins. But I'm not going to rule out. My second option outside of Cody winning is a double elimination, which would result in co-winners between Cody and Sammy. That's what I see potentially happening. But my choice is Cody, which is the unanimous choice by a lot of people. But my second option, if WWE has to have a change of plans, is the double elimination and both men, Sammy and Cody, become um, you know, become the winners. That's just my opinion. But what do you guys think? And that's pretty much going to do it for my Royal Rumble preview. Uh, again, I'm not going to be able to see it from the beginning because I'll be working and be on the lift coming home. But I will catch it when I get home. Maybe even catch it on the replay uh, to see how it, you know, came about. Of course, I'll be a pay, pay attention. I will be paying attention. Uh, through social media and all that But anyway though guys Like I said that's about it Let me know what your thoughts are Who do you think is going to win the men's Royal Rumble Who do you think will win the women's Royal Rumble Who do you think out of the names I mentioned On both sides Do you think will make a one off appearance